Hey friends, and welcome to Her Soul, a safe space where we discuss all things God, self-love, and peace of mind. I'm your host, Camille Allison, and my goal is to encourage you in your everyday walk so that you can live in the freedom that God promises you. It's that Christian girl talk you need in your life. So grab your journal, favorite pen, a cup of coffee, and let's get into the show. Hey friends, welcome into this week's episode of Her Soul. I'm your host Camille and as always y'all, I'm so thankful and grateful that you guys have decided to join me for another week of some good old conversation. And yes y'all, this is another episode where it's going to make you think, it's going to make you reassess some things, figure some things out, but that's okay. All of this good growth work that we do here on the show, it's all pertinent to advancing and moving forward in life. And honestly, if you don't do the work, you're just going to stay stuck where you are. So yeah, this is going to be an episode that's going to make you think. Before we get into the meat of it all, I just wanted to say, don't forget you guys to leave a rating after uh, you listen to the show. I'll leave the link where to leave your rating. And then also, if you've been blessed by this episode, share it with someone you think that also might be blessed by it as well. Page on Facebook and also on Instagram at hersoul underscore XL. But like I said, all of the links to all of these things will be in the show notes below. So don't forget to check that out. Now, I wanted to open up today's little talk with a story, a small little story. So just follow along with me, okay? So imagine with me, if you will, you are in school, you're in college, whatever, and um, it's time for your final exam. And this one is a pretty important one because you have to make an A on this test in order to pass the class. And you know this, you know that this is such an important test and there's a little bit of stress and anxiety around it because you absolutely have to do well. But you got your, one of your girls comes up to you and was like, girl, don't worry, I got you. I have the answers to the test. I'm going to give them to you. So don't even worry about it. Don't stress. You're going to be good. Okay. And you take your friend's word. So you do not spend any time preparing for the test, studying for the test. You just know that you have the answers coming your way. So test day comes and you sit down and you are confident. You are not worried. You are carefree. So you take your test, you have the answers that your friend gave you, you turn you turn your test in and you just are on top of the world because you feel like you're wrapping up the semester and you're just going to be done. All your worries have been taken away. And not to mention, you took this test on a Friday. So yeah, heck yeah, you're turn, you've turned in that test and you're feeling good. It's Friday. You're going to go hang out with your girls and just have a good weekend and just not worry about anything, right? And so Monday rolls around. And the test grades are posted and you go and check it out and you see that you have failed that final exam. You have bombed it. And not only that, you have failed the class. And so you are in an immediate panic. You don't know what to do. Everything is kind of all over the place in your mind. You're discombobulated. You know that this means that you're going to have to repeat this class. It's going to set everything back and you're just not in a good headspace. You don't know how to handle it completely unnerved and wrecked and the complete opposite of how you were um, going into the weekend, right? You are devastated and you just do not know what to do. Okay, so let's hold on. Just hold on to this little piece of a story. Keep it in the back of your mind as we discuss today's um, t- 
topic, but let's go ahead and take a look at today's anchor verse. Now, the anchor verse is Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 7 through 8, but it actually should be 5 through 8 because, um, okay, so this is what we'll do. I'm going to read 5 through 8, but the highlighted portion of this uh, verse, these verses are 7 through 8 because it tells you basically how you should be. But I'm going to read starting from verse 5 so that you can get the contrasting imagery here. All right, Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5, it says, This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength, and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in the barren wilderness in an uninhabited, salty land. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. So this text is so jam-packed, but basically it's highlighting, you know, the value of trusting God and developing a relationship with God. So when I ask the question, where are you planted? I'm basically saying, how firm is your foundation? You know, where are you rooted? What are you rooted in? How strong, how deep are those roots? Do you feel secure? Basically, where is your faith right now? And whose soil are your feet resting on? These verses really highlight the value of developing that relationship with God, being planted in his soil, in his goodness, following his direction, having faith in him, all of those things. So today we're going to discuss basically, I think maybe two or three truths about the benefit of planting your feet in good soil, planting your feet in God's soil, and what this actually looks like. All right. So truth number one is that you must be careful where you place your confidence and who you place your confidence in. So if you go back to the scripture, you can tell there is this stark contrast between verses five through six and verses seven through eight. And five through six, it basically says, cursed is the one who trusts in man. And the big sin in this instance is basically putting your confidence in the wisdom of man, who the Bible already tells us man being us, um, humanity. We are faulty. We don't have all of the answers. We're foolish at times, right? And he's basically saying, hey, if you're going to put your trust in just a human and someone who doesn't have all of the answers and someone who um, cannot really direct you in the way that I can, if that's what you're going to choose to do, then you are foolish, right? And it's insulting to God, basically. This portion of the text is telling us that we should place our confidence in God only. He is the bearer of true wisdom. He is the only one who, you know, knows the plan for your life. So why would we put our trust in what someone else tells us versus, you know, taking the route of trusting in God? So this First portion of the text, he's telling us, be careful of who you're putting your trust in. If you're going to trust man, you're going to be sure to fail. You can only put your trust in me, basically, is what he's saying. 
We know that man is flesh. Man is weak, unstable, foolish, all of those things. And so verse six says that the one who puts his trust in man, that he is like a shrub in the desert who shall not see any good come. He will live in the parched or dry places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. Basically, he's going to be wandering aimlessly, lost. He's easily influenced and he's just not planted in anything secure, anything good, anything productive or fruitful. If we go back to our story, you know, the person in the story, you know, didn't give any consideration to the fact that they needed to put in the work to do what was right to get the best outcome. Instead, she wanted to take the easy route. She trusted her friend and thought that the friend had the right answers, was able to supply her with what she needed to get ahead or to move forward in life. And it turned out that she had placed her faith in something faulty, placed her faith in man. And that was her mistake. That's our folly every single time is when we try and trust man above what was above what is right, above what God has already said that we should. Right. This is a dangerous place to be, you know, where we think that we know better than God or maybe it's unintentional, but it still hits the same. It's such a fine line and it's so dangerous to be in this place where we're choosing to trust the word of man over what is right and what God has told us already. And just a little side note, this also speaks to obedience, right? And basically how if we are choosing to take an alternate route versus the route that God has already, you know, planned out for us, it takes us longer to get to the destination where we need to be. When we decide to trust ourselves or trust man over the word of God, we're basically uh, delaying our purpose. We're delaying um, the journey to the destination and we're causing ourselves to go through more strife than we necessarily would have to if we just listened to God in the first place. So those are all things to kind of consider. Where are you planted right now? Right now it says, where are you planted? How are you um, feeling that your life is going? Do you feel like you're kind of in this roundabout circle, not really getting anywhere? And if that is where you are, I would just encourage you to pray and ask God, you know, what it is that you should be doing. And if you're not in the right place, if you're not planted in the right foundation, if he could just lead you to where you should be. And I guarantee you that he's going to answer that prayer and he's going to show you what you need. Okay. So moving on to truth number two, you guys, truth number two is that we are required to trust in the Lord. And I know you're saying, okay, that sounds like super basic, but it also sounds very vague. Just listen to me. We just need to trust him that he will do what he says he will do. And then we need to depend on him in that season of waiting or in that season of whatever it is that we're going to face. It's like a child. Like I think about my two-year-old. He depends on me for everything basically but as he's getting older he is becoming more and more independent trying to take on different things for himself and it's amazing to see but he still knows that the things that he doesn't know he has to come back to mommy for and sometimes he will come back to mommy or sometimes he'll think he knows you know what he's doing and try and go forward on his own and if he doesn't figure it out then he comes back to mommy for help and i want you to think about that with your own relationship with god right Are you reaching out to him, trusting in him when you don't know? 
what to do. And then as you continue to grow in life and grow in your faith, you know, there are things that you kind of take on as your own, but when you don't get it right, do you go back to God and ask him to reroute you to get you back on track? So think about that. This is, again, you guys, I, I just wanted to reiterate how basic this is because it's so simple, but it's so hard for us to actually do. We just have to trust that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. And sometimes that just looks like waiting. Sometimes that just looks like rest. And it's hard, I think, sometimes for us to feel productive in those kind of seasons. But in that season, all we're called to do is just wait on him. Trust in him. Right? Another thing um, under the same point is basically we have to recognize that he's able to fill us up. He is able to fill us up and take the place of those who fail us and also to protect us from those who set upon us. Basically, what this means is that he's our hope. He's our deliverer. He's our strength. He's everything. We shouldn't even have to worry in this season because we know who is on our side. We know who we're following. We know where we're planted. By doing this, y'all, there's just this, it's just this comfort that comes along with it, right? In contrast to being that shrub in the wilderness, we are a tree with deep roots planted by the water, being sustained by a never-ending source, which is God, right? He's providing all of our needs and providing it abundantly. So when those hard times come, we are not shaken. We are not worried. We are unmoved because our foundation is on good soil. We are rooted so deeply. We are planted so deeply. And when that drought comes, the tree is unfazed because it's prepared. And that's the key word. He has been prepared. And that's where we want to be. We want to be in this place where we are comfortable, where we have this inward peace, and where we are fruitful, okay, productive, And just faithful that God is doing and working like he said he would. So just a couple extra side points just to let this hone in a little bit deeper. Excuse me. You guys, number one, we talk about this a lot, but I think it's worth reiterating because sometimes we get caught up in feeling like things should be good all the time, but struggles are part of life. And lots of times when we face hard seasons of life, we can lose our faith. We start to question God. We get mad with him. You know, I've been there basically saying, why am I going through this, God? Are you even here with me? Like, what is the point of this? When are things going to get better? Just in this terrible um, season of life where it seems like nothing is going right and God is not there. It seems like you're kind of, you've kind of been left hanging and that's not, that's not the case. Um, but I will say that I think that this has a lot to do with many of the people in my generation and many of my peers who have moved away from Christianity. You know, they wonder how it is that if God is real, you know, why do people struggle? How is it that Bad things can happen in this world if God is real, you know. So while, yes, struggles are part of life and it's just a truth that we have to accept, we can't say that the struggle that we're facing is a reflection of the extent of God's love for us. In other words, we can't say, oh, well, 
you know, God is letting all of this happen to me. He must not love me or he must not be real. There's no way he could be real. Struggles are meant to grow you. You know, it's just like with parents and their kids. I want to show my sons everything and I want to be there for them through everything to pick up all of the pieces. But I know that if I do that, if I'm always there, it's only going to handicap them. Sometimes they'll have to face hard situations so that they can figure their own way out of them. And it's a growing pain. It's a learning process and it's necessary. And then the other thing I wanted to just highlight yet again is this famous Sorry Eureka um, <laughs> quote. That's my graduate advisor. If y'all didn't know, I'm an AKA and uh, my graduated, uh, my graduate advisor from school. Um, sorry, Eureka always used to stay, stay ready. So you don't have to get ready. And that's what I'm encouraging you guys. Let's stay ready. So we won't have to get ready. Nurturing a relationship with God is key. This means prayer, Bible study, you know, devoted time to him, getting to know him, allowing him to be part of your everyday life, y'all. And then little by little, you'll just start to notice the growth and the change within yourself. If you plant your roots in Christ now, then when the hard times come, you're not going to be so easily moved. Your faith is not going to be so easily shaken. You will have built up this um this trust and this faith in the Lord to the point where no matter what comes your way, no one or no situation can shake you. And that is such, again, that's that place of comfort and peace and, and productivity and fruitfulness. That's where we want to be. So this is a great episode to journal about and just take some time right now to think and write out, where am I right now? Where, what am I planted in? Is this a good foundation? And if not, I want you guys to pray, prayer journal it out. Ask God to move you in the direction that he needs you to be in. Um, this is that growth work that we talk about here on the show. It's the after work. You know, you can listen to this episode and be encouraged, but I really challenge you guys to take it a step further, write it out, journal it out, really take the time to figure this out for yourself. Okay. So that's all I've got for you this week. I'm praying your week is blessed and full of positivity and I will catch you all in the next one. Don't forget to rate, follow the show on social media pages and subscribe and share with people who you think might be blessed by it as well. I love y'all. Bye.